Well, we had a President's Day on Monday, and that created a holiday and also moved the uh, dun, Sterling dun, dun, City dun, Council dun, meeting dun, dun, to dun, Tuesday. Did they play Hail to the Chief for you? Hey, you know, that's that's my one of my favorite songs. <laughs> that was your ringtone for a while, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. it is still, now. Still, okay. Oh, my. Sterling Mayor Skipley, you recognize the voice. City Major Scott Schumer. Well, how are we doing today? Hey, we're doing great. God bless presidents. Yes, each and every one. You know, I would, uh, people always, you know, you see Make-A-Wish Foundation, which is a wonderful organization. And people, once, someone once said to me, what would you do for Make-A-Wish? I said, I don't want to go to Disneyland. I want to sit in the Oval Office for a day. Just a day. I think that'd be super cool. Wow. You know? Uh, well, I, I think of uh, probably one of the most, uh, as far as I'm concerned, uh, especially after he got out of office, uh, w- working with Habitat for Humanity, Jimmy Carter, my goodness, that's, oh. that's huge. You know, you can debate about how good or how bad he was as a president. But I'll tell you what, I can't think of many people I would want my kids to emulate more than Jimmy Carter. Right. Yeah. I mean, he uh, uh, he was a year ahead of my dad at the Naval Academy. Wow. And they were both submariners, and my dad knew him. But, uh, yeah, he was a good guy. You know, the, the only thing is people are, you know, he went into hospice, which is understandable at his age and with his conditions. But people are treating it like a death watch. Mm. Hospice does not mean you're going to die any oh. minute. Now, it can. When my mother was in hospice, we didn't even get past page five of the manual they give you before Jesus called her home. But the point is, it just means that, you know, his days are now clearly limited. But, yeah, he was a good man. He's a good man. Yes. And what he did, uh, like I say, I can't think of many people I'd want my kids to emulate. So, um, yeah, we had a Sterling City Council meeting, and uh looks like quite a few things were, cover- were covered. And... Uh, uh, let's see, Scott's going to probably go, why are you asking him about this? But I'm going to ask about uh, the uh, maintenance engineering agreement that uh, popped up with IDOT. You picked the most boring thing on the council agenda, probably. Uh, it's, uh, now, isn't it true that IDOT is actually missing one I'm letter? I'm not going to go there yet. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> the maintenance agreement is you wait. You wait until my last show. <laughs> I'll talk about idiot. I mean, IDOT. Uh the maintenance agreement. Every we part of our revenues come from the motor fuel taxes that we all pay. So uh, those get transferred to us, uh, and then because they come from, they filter through IDOT. We have to pass a resolution authorizing the use of the MFT funds for exact purposes. So whether it's a road project, whether it's buying salt, whether it's buying aggregate, whether it's buying uh, crack seal material, whatever it is we're buying, we have to actually pass a resolution authorizing that. So. Uh, we pa- salt is another one, so we pass uh, a resolution every year authorizing us to spend up to two hundred thousand dollars. I think in this case of money for again salt aggregate, all the good stuff that we use on a day to day basis as far as maintaining the roads. But uh, <clears throat> one of the things they wanted to do is uh, maybe <laughs> have City of Sterling. Uh, they're they're going to be constructing this huge roundabout up here, uh, Saints Ridge and Forty. Well, they're always they're always looking for an angle to get us to pay for stuff that they ought to be taking care of, and you know it's a uh, it's the same type of agency that says, "Hey, we'd love to have your sign welcoming people to Sterling," and then they turn around and go, "Oh, sorry, 
you're too far away from the city limits to put the sign. I mean, IDOT is an interesting organization to work with. We, we, we are trying, that is a topic we are trying to fight through. So we, we were initially, they are putting in a roundabout at uh, Science Ridge in 40 this summer. And we were initially invited to put a, you know, welcome to Sterling sign in the middle of it. Uh, because one of the, the biggest part of a roundabout is the safety factor of it. Um, and obviously compared to the four-way stop, it does keep traffic moving. But uh, there also, the, a side or a fringe benefit to it is it's aesthetically more pleasing than a four-way stop is if you landscape it properly. And that's why they invited us to put a Welcome to Sterling sign in it. So we had uh, worked up some drawings for that with our sign company, similar to the one at uh, Avenue G and 3rd Street that we just put in. And we submitted it, asked for feedback, and then we submitted it again. And we were told that uh, uh, while it was approved or you know, in, in, in theory, it was approved here, uh, not formally, but uh, it was, we were on track. Uh, once it got down to Springfield, apparently it was rejected because the intersection is too far from the city limits. So, Pointed-headed bureaucrats. Wow. Now, I think you're getting the hint of why Scott won't let me talk to IDOT. Wow. Uh, we, uh, we, you know, we've tried to make the case so far that uh, you know, it's, it's the last intersection before you're inside the city because mm -hmm. once you get to Candlelight, you are inside city <coughs> limits, and so there's... There's no, it's not like you can go anywhere else or go past the intersection and find yourself out of town. You're, you're stuck going into Sterling at that point. So um, we were invited to put one someplace else outside the city, just closer. I don't know what the, you know, it, it's, it is a thing. <laughs> and I get, to an extent, I get it. We all have a rule that you got to have 20 feet of setback for purposes of, you know, when you, when you build a pro on your property, whatever else. But uh, sometimes pointy-headed bureaucrats. So is, is that why you uh, uh, do most of the dealings with the railroads <coughs> as well? Uh, that's that's even more frustrating. I, th I think we're, we're all seeing that with what's going on in Ohio is that the Federal Rail Administration, uh, the FRA, has uh, way win, uh, and the federal government gave the railroads all this authority, and it's, uh, it's never changed, and they've, they've got, a, got a lot of latitude in what they do on their own uh, without a lot of oversight, and while there is some oversight, they do get to do <coughs> call all the shots that they want to call for the most part. So, so but we still have the uh, you know we're looking for that uh, no horn uh, upon approach. Yep. Exit. So our first step on that was doing uh, traffic counts, and the police department was just wrapping that up this week. I think I know they started a couple weeks ago, but um, the the consultants we hired are trying to get us meetings set up. But the, again, then it goes back to you have to have the FRA there, we have to have the Union Pacific there, uh, the ICC. Oh. Then ourselves plus the consultant and all that. So, and getting dates out of some of these people can be <laughs> tricky, at, tricky at best. And uh, so, yeah, we're, we're still moving ahead with that one, too. But now uh, uh, <laughs> uh, if anybody thinks dealing with local government's a problem, wait until you get to the next level. I was going to say, people complain about the city. Uh, I had somebody complain the other day about code enforcement driving an alley, and they have no clue until you deal with utilities. Railroads and Illinois state agencies like an idiot. I mean, I died, and the, people have no clue, and the, the lack of reasoning behind some of the obstacles is enough to blow your mind. Aren't you going to miss all this friendly bantering back and forth? <laughs> hey, when you and I do uh, <laughs> the Tom and Skip show, <laughs> you know. <laughs> Musings from dark in the dungeon. There we go. They let Skip out of the dungeon this morning. Let's see what he has to say. You have one of those pirate FM stations, or what are you doing? Yeah, oh. yeah. It's it's sitting on an island in the middle of the Rock River. Uh, <laughs> yeah, oh, oh, oh. BBC on the. Oh, we won't have <laughs> on the rock. Go. 
we just got to get a uh, you know a DNR sticker on the kayaks and we're good. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so uh, tell us about the uh, submittal for the 2023 raise a grant application and local funding uh, uh, match. Well, we are applying for that, which should be close to a five million dollar project. Oh. Uh, we've been st- we've started the engineering last year on uh, Griswold and Woodburn. Mm-hmm. Uh, Griswold all the way from Lefevre to Fourth, and then Woodburn from I believe Eleventh to Lefevre, putting in just like we did with Dillon Avenue, tearing out the old road, putting in curb gutter, <clears throat> putting in sidewalks, uh, trying to put a multi-use like a ten-foot path from Shide Park back up to Lefevre. It was a it's a massive undertaking. Plus, then uh, the south part of Woodburn uh, doing a grind and overlay for the pavement to, to restore that because it's already got the curb, and then also adding sidewalks in. So it's it's a hefty project, and then of course uh, adding the stormwater pipes to get rid of the ditches too. So it's massive. We had cut down the size of the project because we thought we were going to have to fund it locally, and <clears throat> initially when we started out, and then this grant opportunity came along, and one of the requirements of the grant was it had to be a minimum of a million dollars, and we had to be more or less ready to go with it. And this is one of those things with uh, <laughs> many of the grant opportunities that come up is they want a shovel-ready project, and they want these massive projects. So which means. They kind of want you to just have engineering plans sitting around waiting for you to, for the right grant opportunity to pop up, which is, it's always struck me as odd that people would be doing engineering projects for something they couldn't necessarily afford just waiting for the grant opportunity, but apparently that's what they want you to do. So uh, we were fortunate to be working on this project when the grant opportunity came up and we were notified of it. So uh, we're putting that together. It's an 80-20 match. Uh, well. There's different levels of matches. Uh, we're going for 80-20, hoping that it helps by having some skin in the game, uh, given that the 20% would have been less than what we were planning on spending on the whole project anyway, so that helps us out. And that just allows us to spend our local funds on another project instead of this one. So we'll submit it at the end of this month, and then hopefully find out in late May whether or not we got it, and then break ground next year. Wow. You know, and I think one thing that I think really is important to point out is that prior to Scott becoming city manager, the West End was largely neglected. Now, I'm not going to say that was for bad reasons, but I'm just saying there wasn't a whole lot going on out there. In the time since I've been on the council and been mayor and Scott's been city manager, you know, we've seen the redoing of the streets. We've done uh, the, the storm sewer work. Uh, you know, you're seeing that the city is investing in the infrastructure on that West End because that's a vital part of our city. And the credit goes to Scott for having seen the priority in that. Uh, you know, that's one area that is one of our diamonds in the rough for, for development. Well, uh, before we went on air, uh, Mr. Mayor, you mentioned uh, great weather is coming up and along with that comes home improvement time where other things are happening. and. Uh, uh, people might not realize they do need permits, which in the long run actually benefits them. Well, yeah, you know, people don't understand why they need permits. And I'm going through that process right now. We uh, are having some kitchen cabinets done. And when the company came to me, I said, are you registered as a contractor in Sterling? No. Well, and I had in the contract, you can't do this project without being properly registered and pulling the permits. And the reason for that is not that the city is trying to hassle people, but it actually is for my protection. Because a registered contractor and a permit means that they have to show their license to do the work and they're bonded. So if they do a crappy job, 
the city helps helps go for the bond, through the bond to rectify it. <clears throat> when, right after I became mayor, we had a fly-by-night operation come in, built a garage for a family, and it immediately was listing to the starboard side. And the contractor was very uncooperative. Uh, in fact, actually attacked one of the family members with a crowbar, I remember. Oh. And what happened was we went after the bond, and the bond company made it right. Otherwise, those people would have lost $20,000. It also is a protection. You know, it's someone brought up to me the other day about, well, look at these swimming pools with the four-foot fences. And if someone erects a swimming pool and doesn't have the proper height fence, and a kid climbs the fence, falls in and drowns like we unfortunately had happen a few years ago, the, the homeowner is in deep, deep trouble. You know, so code enforcement will make sure that those kind of things don't happen. You know, what drives our desire for permits, believe me, is not income for the city. And it's not to give our code enforcement people something to do. They've got plenty to do. But it's the whole idea of protection, especially when it comes to health and safety. So, you know, I can remember not too long ago that contractors were starting, were trying to use aluminum wire in house wiring. Well, after they burned down a few thousand homes nationwide, they said, oh, duh, won't do that. But it wasn't the trained, licensed, bonded electricians that were doing that. It was these fly-by-night guys who are, that's their side hustle. So getting the permits is important. Uh, otherwise, as a consumer, you have no protection. <clears throat> And so I, you know, I really urge people to do that, to make sure it's done right. Now, what do you need a permit for? Well, basically, if you're doing anything that's redoing construction outside of painting or refacing cabinets, you need a permit. Now, I'm not going to give you the complete list because that's not my wheelhouse. But if people call Margie down at 815-632-6624, she'll be happy to help you out. And permits are not expensive. They're not expensive. So for your own protection, make sure you do it. You know, I had somebody complain once they had to get a permit, they were going to put up an outstructure. Well, they were going to put up something that was going to blow down when the first good wind came through. Code enforcement said, hey, do you really want to do this? Mm. And so the permit process really protects the homeowner or renter as much as it does anything else. Well, I know we'll have a severe weather season coming up and wind and hail and all that. Do people need a permit for new roof? Absolutely. They, Absolutely. They and that's might, another thing that happens. You know, you get... A bunch of guys will come in and say, hey, we'll put your roof on. Don't worry about it. Yeah. Oh, and we'll do it for free. <laughs> we'll do it for free. And you'd be amazed at the number of people who bite on that. Now, I, I don't advertise, you know, in my house that I'm the mayor. And I always love it when these people come. And I'll say, are you registered? Well, yes. Oh, good. Well, let me see uh, your registration. Uh, my boss has it. Mm, nah, I don't think so. <laughs> I said, I'll tell you what, though. I don't want you to get in trouble. I'll follow you down to City Hall, and I'll help you get the permit. And every time I've done that, they've gone straight out of town, which tells you something. So when somebody comes and wants to do a project for you, you need to check for your own protection to make sure that they're licensed, bonded, and registered 
with the city of Sterling. Well, it even went uh, in the area with, uh, you know, seal coating uh, your asphalt driveways. There's been a whole bunch of that going on. Yeah. You know, and doing, and a, doing a substandard material and then taking off. That's right. And, you know, it's now, if I want to put up my own cabinets and I do a crappy job, that's my right. But if I hire somebody, I as a consumer have the expectation that they're going to do it right and that I'm going to be protected. That's what getting the permits does. And if you don't need a permit, Margie will tell you as well, no, no, that doesn't require a permit. But the contractor does need to be licensed, registered with the city of Sterling. It's for your protection as a consumer. Right, right. So um, looks like one of your uh, great uh, subjects conversation, everybody's favorite is talking about a budget. Oh, yeah. Hey, you know, God, I'm going to say something nice about know. Scott twice in one morning. <laughs> Dr. Lucky, I'm wondering, can you get me in this morning yeah. for a psyche, Val? <laughs> Scott and Cindy, our city finance director, do a beautiful job of developing the budget. When I first came on the council, budget meetings used to be bring your sleeping bag and tell your wife you're being deployed type of length oh. meetings. And Scott and Cindy do a phenomenal job of getting the budget framed, showing where it's going, what we're anticipating for multiple parts of the budget. And they do a great job doing that. I'll tell you what, we, we so lucked out when we got Cindy as finance director. She is absolutely phenomenal, she and her staff. So yeah, we, it wasn't torturous at all last night. You know, it was a... Uh, no, we haven't gotten to the general fund yet. It'll, it'll turn torturous. Yeah, well, soon okay. <laughs> see, see, well, all right. After the, after the next meeting when we talk about general fund, then ask me what I think of Scott and the budgeting process. Uh, okay, i got to write that down. But, you know, we did... Uh, last night, one of the things we covered was the Sterling Municipal Band. Uh, we in Sterling have been very proud of the band. We have supported it financially in more ways than I can name and much better than any of our neighboring cities do because it is a crown jewel. We have Grandin, which is a great site. Uh, last year, the 4th of July, they had over a thousand people at that band concert. So last night, uh, uh, the band commission came and talked about what they're doing, how they're trying to reach a broader demographic, uh, how what they're doing to try and you know, make it a great program, and they've done a wonderful job. So we are, you know, I'm very, very pleased. When I became mayor, there were issues on the municipal band, but we changed leadership, we changed the commission, and it's been smooth sailing ever since. Well, one of the things I'd like to bring up before uh, we part ways, uh, I got the uh, notice from Mr. Schumer about uh, Riverfront Committee and uh, getting together to uh, get input from the community on yeah. uh, what they might like. That was coming up in April. Yeah, April 5th. That was coming up on my list. Uh, 5 <laughs> o'clock uh, at uh, the Champs Banquet Center next on 97, 93rd Street. Uh, we'll be there from 5 to 7. They'll, we'll start with a meeting, uh, with a presentation. <clears throat> but we'll stay there for a little while after that, too. So people, if you can't be there at 5 o'clock, come in. We'll have people from Gorman there, um, ourselves, uh, with a copy of the redevelopment plan. We'll have uh, pictures. We'll have all the good stuff there of kind of what we're doing. And <clears throat> I've, I've heard some cynics say, yeah, we've been here before. <laughs> but uh, we've not been here before with a developer. So. Um, <clears throat> when we first took over the riverfront, 
we had to have a vision of what we wanted to do in the first place. What were we aiming for? We were, were we aiming for a clean slate, or were we aiming to keep buildings? Were we aiming to make it a park? Was it redevelopment? Was it, what were we going to do with the property overall? Because that has to guide us, and <clears throat> it guides everything from the environmental cleanup. Because depending on what you want to do there, the environmental cleanup will change what you have to do. Um, so we had to have an eye, a general concept of what was going to go happen down there. So that was a very important part. And it's gotten us to where we are now um, because it, it, it does guide it. Even with where Wall Street goes and the reconstruction ongoing now, that's, that is because of stuff that's happened years ago that's planned, <laughs> enabled us to plan do the planning we're doing now. And uh, now that we've got the, the financial backing of a, a developer, um, this is a, a huge boost for us. And then we've got the Riverfront Commission that we've, we've been working with in the last six to eight months here. Um, they're formalizing some of the plans as far as some of the park area and what we want to do there. So we just want to present all that. Um, I know the chamber is helping us out with, uh, well, there's a playground committee even uh, for a playground down at the riverfront and trying to solicit input from parents about, uh, you know, what kind of amenities you'd like to see there. Uh, we've got a separate small subcommittee <laughs> looking at a shelter and what we're, what do you want in a shelter as far as bathrooms and amenities that go there. And um, it's just, yeah, we've got, there's there's things taking place right now. And of course, again, Wall Street, we've been very fortunate with the weather this spring winter generally speaking uh that the construction has been able to continue through and uh, the utility has been working hard believe it or not down there so it's uh things are coming along nicely you're going to see a huge change this summer and then hopefully by the end of the year uh or even the end of summer we've got bids out to, to do some of the park work and then in 2024 people are able to go down there have a place to park <laughs> wall street's completely rebuilt and open and uh yeah, God willing, yeah, you're, you're down there walking the trails uh, that are all connected and playing at a park uh, along the riverfront. And and with Gorman on board, uh, hopefully the buildings to the east and National Lawrence, where we start to see some uh, uh, incremental improvements to those. And it's it's we're, we're finally at the point where it's no longer conceptual, it's no longer clean up. We're, we're moving ahead now. Wow. Okay. So, yeah, we, so again, everybody come in, uh, Champs, uh, April 5th. I'll, I'm sure I'll note it again <coughs> next time we're here, sure. all, all the way up until. But uh, yeah, April 5th, stop in any time between 5 and 7 p.m. Oh. Mm -hmm. You know, and people have to understand, again, if you look at the National Building, what well, we've had actual possession of that for, what, less than two years? Yeah, right. So you can't do anything to something you don't have possession of. Uh, the whole idea with Lawrence is what to do with it because there are some unique challenges it has. But having Gorman as a master developer... Those are the folks with the expertise and the time and the staff to develop that. They're the ones who will put skin in the game because they're going to make money off of it. So, you know, it's a matter of everything takes time. And I, you know, that's if I've learned anything, there's a reason why things take time. Slow and steady wins the race. That's right. <laughs> Back to the turtle in the And do-overs are not good. <laughs> right. You know, they tend to be far more expensive. Yep. Yep. So we're we're really moving along, and it's a good deal. Well, appreciate the update. Looks like the next uh, Sterling City Council meeting coming up on uh, Monday, March 6th. We'll see you after that. Yes. All right. Yes. Appreciate it. Thank you so much. Hey, it's good always times. a pleasure being here.